0: WGSO.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the last president of the United States of America. The very word secrecy is
2: repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment... Of pertinent facts far outweigh the dangers which are cited to justify it. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy.
3: Battle of New Orleans Radio with your hosts, Nathan Lawrence, Caleb Hitt, and Goyan, or 990 WGSO. Penny?
4: You're listening to Battle of New Orleans Radio. This is the host of Patriot Radio New Orleans. So I'll be sitting in tonight. And I've got a really fantastic co-host. I can think of very few people that have been in the fight of the monuments more than Phil the Patriot. So I, I'm going to conduct a little interview. So Phil's going to be our first guest and our host tonight. And we also have Caleb Hitt on Skype, who's been doing a great job. If you go to Battle of New Orleans YouTube channel... He's been putting some 20-minute clips. And if you want to know what happens, because Nathan and Goyam have been there, but no one has been there like Phil the Patriots. So first of all, Phil, the Liberty Monument, were were you there as often before that came down? Did you follow up on the Liberty Monument as passionately as Jeff Davis?
1: Yes, I did. And I can't stand what's going on to me. This is way worse than Grand Theft Auto. It's Grand Theft Monument. Good evening, brother and sister Christian American patriotic hostages. Welcome to another Exciting and action-packed episode of the Battle of New Orleans. In my opinion, Marxist New World Order, Deep State Shadow Government, Mayor Landrieu is guilty of, number one, multiple ethics violations, number two, malfeasance in office, number three, misuse of local, state, and federal funds. In addition to that, that Marxist Mayor Landrieu has ordered a stand-down of New Orleans policemen and used (laughs) New Orleans firemen to do his dirty work in the middle of the night to steal the Liberty Monument. Talk about Grand Theft Auto. This was the death of a priceless work of art, a Louisiana landmark that robbed was the best in the world. If we let Satan followers steal another monument, they will come after all of our music, our art, our statues, our Christmas trees, and all of the symbols of American freedoms. So wake up, America, before it's too late.
4: All right, Phil. All right, now, once again, I want to ask you. You were there the Liberty Monument? Yes, I was. Prior to that, was there a lot of protests there, or has there, it increased a lot since that happened?
1: It sure has. We've been attacked several times, and the New Orleans Police were ordered to stand down. Yeah. And okay, I now, now who's
4: we? You, I know you're telling me there's many factions there, so let's talk about the factions for a second. Who is we, and who are they, and are there both sides of, the, of, of both of those?
1: Well, basically, there's a lot of pro-monument people out there, pro-life people out there, and and pro-American and pro-family people out there, and basically were defending each other against a mob of evil Marxist people that were drunk, From the ball across the street.
4: Okay, so they're Marxist people. How do we know that? How did they get there? Weren't they the ones that were let out in a military grade truck?
1: Exactly. They were carrying an Antifa flag, and to me, they're just stealth domestic terrorists, another branch of ISIS.
4: Are we having global to the local? Yes. Funded? All right, now I was was at the That's
1: George Soros and other people's funding this operation.
4: Okay, I was at Robert E. Lee. I don't think I saw any black people other than the people that were paid to be there, the police. And we're going to talk more about the militarization because the people that are really making a killing off of this are the police and the Department of Homeland Security. Exactly,
1: they're getting a lot of overtime and everything else. This is terrible. This is useless. Talk about misuse of local, state, and federal funds.
4: You're absolutely right. We're going to do a different take on being a radio host tonight. Normally you say, well, y'all call in, you know, and give the talk number. No, we're calling everyone that we know, so you don't have to worry about If there's going to be someone to talk to, because we're calling everyone. On the other hand, look, of course we want everyone to call in. So go ahead and call in if you want to talk about the monuments, the monument show tonight. And we've got someone who, as far as I know, drove in from Florida. And his name is Bill Fink. So, Bill, I I thank you for being on the show. And uh, believe it or not, I was listening to a radio show, and it was you and Don. On it, an, and you're in, uh, locked up in a hotel on your way to the, um, Robert E. Lee demonstration. Go ahead and talk to us, Bill, about what you saw and what you think is going on as far as these monuments and the removal of them is concerned.
5: Well, well hello and praise Christ. And I was actually in, I'm sorry, I was in Slidell and, and driving over from the Florida Panhandle. Well, I was there. I was one of the um, er, early arrivals at Lee Circle. I, I was there by about with my wife about ten thirty, maybe Sunday morning, and we had stayed until the very end. Uh, I mean, we were probably among the last people to leave the circle mm-hmm. to, to leave the, So, so we basically saw the whole thing. What we, um, you were asking about some of those other groups that were there? Yeah, the What's factions. There? the major group there and and the the foremost group that stands for real southern white southern heritage was the league of the south Mm -hmm. and they had at least three dozen people there and we were a social we knew some of these people from social media so we met them for the first time there and and we stayed with them for most of the day i mean we wandered around a little Mm -hmm. they were from the preamble patriots of louisiana that they have a Facebook page by that name, that they're a, 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 a um, patriotic slash militia group, I, I, I would guess is the way I would describe them, but there were only half a dozen of them, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of people from um, American Warrior Revolution, that they are freedom of speech, Bill of Rights defenders. They're not really a um, Southern heritage group that there were people from the alt-right, there, there were people from the anti-communist action, and other, uh, other similar groups like that. The sad thing I thought was that there were no Sons of the Confederate Veterans there. A- and I actually looked at their Facebook page for the Louisiana Sons of Confederate Veterans, and I think it was disgraceful that they were out at Jackson Crossroads play-acting as toy soldiers instead of fighting the real battle at Lee Circle. And, and that, I mean, these um, right-wing and patriotic groups that have a, an endeavor to support white heritage, white culture, southern heritage, that they have to set aside their differences and, and unite on this issue mm-hmm. because...
4: Yeah, wasn't there a lot of dissension between the factions that were actually for pro Monument?
5: Well, well that there was very little dissension between the factions. Oh, okay except that certain intruders that really didn't belong to any of the factions that claimed to be on our side that caused some trouble
4: mm-hmm. provocateurs and, and ag- possibly
5: double agent uh, yes, provocateurs agitators one of them was an admitted Jew and, and we tried to get rid of him several times he was the one that was punched out he, he he's being called the cuck's knight on a oh. On, on social media right now, he was wearing a, a metallic corslet and, and a cape as a, a, a flag as a cape, a United States flag is a cape. And, and he was being a provocateur and, and trying to, to um, provoke the League of the South to take down their stars and bars, which just isn't going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. So, so he was a divider and, and he was purposeful. And I believe that he may have been either a paid provocateur or, or simply a, an Antifa agent perhaps, or just a lone nut Jew that wanted to cause trouble for, for the, for the, um, the Patriots, right? There was,
6: mm-hmm.
5: on social media, he's being called the bicycle cuck. And, <laughs> and he was doing basically the same thing at, as the other one, the cuck nine. That, that's the, I don't know their real names. That's what they're being called on social media. You could mm. look up bicycle cock or, or cock not A and well, I. Well,
4: I did see a guy riding around with a red bandana, some sort of Antifa. That was him. That was the same guy. So, uh, but the, the thing that I didn't see, Bill, I didn't see very many black people there screaming at the uh, monument about racism. I didn't actually see any local Fine. people. The only local people were the cops there. And the only black people that were there were the the police that were paid to be there. Uh, I, I really had to look hard, but I couldn't see any black or white fighting or controversy right. of any sort.
5: The only fighting was with those two provocateurs, and there was no other fighting. And, and that's because when the Antifa came in, and, and there were probably a couple of hundred people who were against the the crowd, who were not supporters that gathered in front of the monument across from St. Charles, well, well, at the intersection of St. Charles Ave. Mm-hmm. And, and they, a couple of hundred people, and half of them were probably Antifa. That, that would be my guess, but most of them seemed like outsiders. They weren't, that they weren't black. They weren't
4: from New Orleans.
5: Very, very few people there, even though 60% of the population of New Orleans is black, there were astonishingly few black people there,
4: yeah. perhaps. Yeah, absolutely right. All right, so, Bill, hang on tight. We've got someone you know. His name is Don Fox. He's going to be talking up a little bit. In fact, uh, we have a little more time than I thought. So, uh, Bill, uh, you were at the uh, Jefferson Davis, where things, the Jefferson Davis monument.
1: It was like a like night of the living dead. We got mobbed at least three or four times, by 40 or 50 people. They were getting all licked up by the ball across the street. They attacked us several times. I myself had to fight so many people. I can't tell you. I had to pull people off. They were attacking people in wheelchairs with one leg. They were attacking literally little older ladies and even young people. I've never fought so much in my whole life, and I'm a martial artist.
4: It's amazing. Go ahead, uh, Bill. You were talking.
1: I wouldn't
5: dispute that at all outside of the monument, the, the Robert E. Lee Monument area, but the inside of the Robert E. Lee Monument area, when the Antifa came in. They were they they were not allowed to wear any masks. The police department had threatened to arrest anybody with a mask on. So for that, yeah, reason, they
4: they did they did make someone remove the mask for the first time, even though Nathan had screamed at another rally when they were taking the Liberty Monument. Bill will be right back with Don Fox, Bill Finks, we've got Phil the Patriot, and many more guests like Jim Fetzer. All right, welcome back to Battle of New Orleans Radio. We should be hearing from the hosts. William and Nathan Lawrenson. Very soon we've got Caleb Hitt. You want to say anything real quick, Caleb?
7: Uh, yeah, just briefly. I know there was a Richard, uh, the Monument Task Committee, they filed a lawsuit. They were questioning as far as to who actually owns the, the PGT Bureau Guard monument. I know yesterday morning they had the hearing and apparently the judge ruled in favor of the, the city. Oh, so great. apparently, yeah. So there were some other documents that were apparently brought up, and some case law stuff brought up that seemed to he basically just uh, ruled in favor of the city. Marksbury did mention he's he's thinking about appealing, but of course, Tom's kind of running out of time at, at this point. But yeah. But real quick, there's a good article about that people can check out at nola. dot com. It's called. Uh, Confederate Monuments, Court Rejects Attempt to Halt Bureau Guard Removal. So people yeah. can check that out.
4: That's Caleb Hitt from far away telling us about things in our own city. All right, Don Fox, come on and talk to us. What do you think's behind all this? And then we're going to go to Peter in Indiana. We've got David. Hang tight. Welcome to the show, Don. And, Bill, I know you're friends, so go ahead and... <laughs> Sorry
3: on the cuck night, if anybody wants to... Um, I, I got a quick blurb here on the cuck night. Okay. Um, apparently, I'm... In Full Stormer, they uh, apparently somebody uh, well 4chan or somebody tracked down this guy on Facebook, and his name is. He claims to be Sean Van Duser. He says, "I am the conservative quote dumbass unquote who got in a fight with the Nazi white supremacist." He goes on to say, "I am a I am was a nine eleven paramedic for ten years. My daughter's mother is from Israel. I am currently engaged to a Latina. I drove to the event Friday night." from l.a. to shut down antifa and the communists when i got to the statue i was greeted by a skinhead holding a white nationalist flag and said cool roman armor and gave me a heil hitler salute i explained to him and his group that my mother is jewish but i support the president and the movement they told me fuck you and i had well, to take him over the hill
4: hit it, hit it. Oh, hey don <laughs> yeah, we on a uh, broadcast radio we had to hit the button there you got to oh, be careful
3: sorry about that it, yeah, sorry about that. I, I'm reading a quote here. Sorry about that. Uh, so they told me, you know, F you and take it over the hill monument of freedom. Uh, national socialism equals communism. I am not a subversive agent. I will be happy to meet or talk with anyone about the incident. My name is Sean Van Duser. Feel free to call me at and then blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to give out the number over the air because I can't verify that. So that's what he said on Facebook anyway.
4: Just amazing. Bill?
3: Well, he's a Jew, and he can't be a
5: patriot. In order to be a patriot, you have to have a common patriarch. And, and he could go to Israel and be a patriot over there, but he sure as hell can't be a patriot down south or, or anywhere in America, not a true patriot. He, he's a civic nationalist. He, he might be. He might be sincere. But he doesn't belong defending the, the southern heritage and the southern monuments because he's one of the people that's responsible for his demise. He was preaching uh, multiculturalism, tolerance, diversity. We we don't want to hear that. We're there to defend Southern white Southern heritage, which is constantly under attack. And and I, I just wanted to say before we close last segment and didn't get a chance to that the League of the South did an excellent job. The other groups were a great support, and and we stared down the anti That the barrier, the barricades could have easily come down. That there were hundreds more people there than, than than there were cops but the antifa was basically that that they were docile they that they didn't even want to fight so it, it was this was a, um, a loss for the antifa and and a victory for southern patriots
4: amazing all right um don you want to close up on uh, on all that we're going to go to a couple of callers if you want to hang on that's fine
8: Okay, yeah, sure. I
3: was just going to say, I think that, uh, you know, I saw a couple of videos at this Cuck Knight, and, uh, yeah, he did seem to support multiculturalism, so it's kind of weird that a guy like that would, why would you bother showing up for a, a an event that's defending white Southern heritage? Well, well, that's is, what why would he know. go away? So I, I'm
5: sorry, that's what Jews do. They make a splash, that they make themselves stand out with a big show, so that they could jump in front of a parade and subvert it and lead it right down the road to hell. That's what they always do. All the Jews in the alt-right movement that have jumped in front of the parade with money and financing and the biggest voices on the Internet have done the same thing.
3: Mike Enoch is the best example.
4: Mm-hmm. Don, we've got about a minute left before we go to break. Talk to us.
3: Okay, to me, you know, it didn't seem like the guy had uh, you know any kind of real backing or whatever. It looks like he's just like an attention seeker or whatever. I think he's just trying to make some sort of name for himself. But, you know, I don't know if he's trying to get into acting or get a show somewhere. It's, you know, I'm not sure what this guy's story is.
4: Well, one thing's for sure, there is a group of one faction that's making off like bandits. Uh, I, I, I went to the Robert E. Lee and the militarized people. I mean, just to say he looked like Batman would be an understatement. His feet had armor. He looked like Gene Simmons of Kiss with the feet thing going on. Just complete armor. Uh, it has to be out of this world, the cost of all that. And believe it or not, I was, I ran into the chief of police and he was surrounded by all the police. And I was thinking, he was about to say something profound, but he said, the sandwiches are on the way. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to Battle of New Orleans Radio. We wanted to uh, let you know that I have a new bookstore. It's called PatriotRadioBooks.com, and we've got a lot of conspiracy books there. So be sure to check it out. And we've got a new JFK show, one coming up real soon. Alright, we also have John Hankey as a guest and we've got two callers so we're out of phone lines so we're gonna go ahead and go to Peter and David and we're, it's all about the monument tonight and then we'll have each, everyone comment on it quickly. Alright, so go ahead Peter. Uh,
9: yes, um, I was at the monument, uh, under the aid station, um, it was a completely crowdfunded aid station and when Sean, the, the cuck knight came over mm-hmm. and, uh, asked us to stitch him up, I thought it was suspicious because he said that he's a, a 911 paramedic, but he asked me to stitch him up. Now, if you're a paramedic, you should know that you cannot stitch somebody up unless you're a doctor at the hospital. Mm-hmm. And a lot, the, a lot of the other guys there, the um, the, the Patriot Group, uh, the milit- the, they weren't really militants, the American Warrior Revolution, some of those guys are registered nurses, uh, combat medics, and and they were talking to us at the beginning, and uh, we were talking about what you can and cannot do, and I was thinking that he should probably know that we cannot stitch him up right there if he were a paramedic. Mm-hmm.
4: So uh, what's the bottom line of all that?
9: It's, it's suspicious. I called him up later. Uh, that number he gave out online is his number. Uh, mm-hmm. I called him up later and talked to him, and... Um, it just sounds really suspicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. he, I tried to explain to him, you know, like what all of these definitions mean, as if he didn't know, mm-hmm. um, and it just, I don't know, it just seemed really weird. All right,
4: Would well, do you have any questions for any of our guests? We've got Bill Fink, Don Fox, and John Hankey.
9: I, I, I do, actually. Um, I just wanted to know how to get uh, more uh, connected with you guys, because I've been trying to find information online. Um, and then i found uh, found your website your radio station I, I met with uh, glim but I want to know how to get networked with you guys so if uh-huh. anything goes down in other cities around we can we can get a hold of people
4: well leave a comment on Gary King YouTube channel uh, John hanke isn't it? realhistory.com. mm-hmm
9: uh-huh.
4: is that it, John you with us
0: I'm done you're really garbled. I don't know what happened
4: to the sound. I'm sorry. Well, um, go ahead and give us, this guy's wanting to know how to get a hold of us. So what's your website?
0: Uh, you can get me at xjhankey at Gmail. xjhankey?
4: Yeah, that's his email address. xjhankey, xj.
0: H-A-N-K-E-Y.
4: Mm-hmm. All right, Don, how do you get a hold of Don Fox? DonFoxWordPress.com?
3: Uh, DonaldFox.WordPress.com.
4: Mm-hmm. And go ahead, Bill.
5: org but but it seems to me like he needs the um, League of the South website maybe yeah, or yeah. Of the South. Dixie. Yeah, yeah, org or League of the South. Mm-hmm. I'm only one person at Chris right?
4: Okay, well, Peter, look, we appreciate you calling us, giving us a report for being there, and we're going to go ahead and go to David Bush in Bush. Go ahead, David.
10: Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, as I keep saying, this this monument issue always touches me at heart. But what I really see is um, a lot of strings being pulled from the top. These these seem like proxy battles that they're engaging us in, in because, um, though these monuments are dear to me, it it, it really is a way for uh, the elite up at the top to create distractions and irrelevancy because the monument doesn't help nor solve, uh, any, uh, po- poverty issue or this, uh, money system or, or crime or any, anything we actually face.
4: No potholes. Uh, face.
10: Now, uh, what, what I see is, you know, the police are making overtime. The, the construction companies are, you know, that are contracted out. That's a, that's an opportunity for them as well. And also I, I haven't been to any of these events, but I did, I did, uh, uh, sign the petition for uh, Beauregard. Now, back in uh, March, I attended um, the uh, AIPAC event for the American-Israeli Public Affairs Committee. And at the same time, I've been watching videos of um, what's going on at the monuments, and I, I see a comparison uh, with the with the same thing. Now, that is now at the AIPAC convention, you had um, Jews on one side who were from the JDL, who were uh, pro AIPAC. And then you had the, um, the pro-Palestinian movement, Code Co- Pink, which was mostly run by Jews. Now, both sides had rehearsed their, um, event, what they were going to say. And it, the, the whole atmosphere just seemed staged. And though people there on the ground actually think they're attending a real event, while at the same time, uh, all of this, what I see is just, is just uh, pre-planned and to get us, and to um, to give the federal uh, government and the people here to say, look, this is what happens when Americans peacefully assemble. So we can't have this anymore. And I, I just I hate to see it as a as just uh, the the elite using it as an excuse to uh, uh, heighten the police state. And I, I
4: boy, I, did I'm, you, I'm
10: just tired of seeing people. Uh, yeah, boy, did you nail it? State.
4: You nailed it with the police state. The amount of money the Department of Homeland Security helicopter alone. The gear, I saw 15 state trooper vehicles deployed with nothing but bulletproof vests. We haven't talked to John Hanke very much. Look, we appreciate it, David. John, you're a history teacher. I admire you very much. I want you to go ahead and give me your opinion on exactly what's going on with this monument removal and the rem- removal of our history. So uh go ahead, John.
0: Okay. Okay. Um it is my intention to make everybody mad, but I have a feeling that, that, that from what I've been hearing, although, you know, I thought the last two callers had very interesting comments about how this stuff,
9: it,
0: it sounds, the last caller especially, feels like people are being manipulated. And as you're saying that, I'm thinking exactly the same way. You know, there, there's all this stuff at Berkeley, where they, and it was
11: all outside people coming
0: in, right? They bring in uh, Ann Coulter. And then they bring in these guys who wanted to be violent in defending her right to speak, and they bring in these guys who wanted to be violent in opposing her right
4: to speak. Right. The same group was at Berkeley that was in New Orleans. I want you to know that.
0: So that's an interesting observation. In any case, um, I've actually prepared some remarks, and and I'll just run through it. You know, I'm a a high school teacher. I taught English and I taught history, and and in the English— Um, It struck me that, um, that, you know, these topics are on my mind constantly, in any case. uh, There's a guy named Nathaniel Hawthorne He wrote a book called The Scarlet Letter. And if, you know, if you were in an honors class in American history, you'd read The Scarlet Letter. And it's a very interesting book um, about this young woman and this preacher who have sex, and she has a baby and she won't tell who the father is, and he won't tell who the father is, and she takes all the heat, and they were going to kill her. and But they decided, because she was pregnant, they were going to, anyway. They spared her life, she had the baby, and on and on the story goes. Um, about the importance and the superiority of love, human love over religion, and that was Hawthorne's point of view. Anyway, Hawthorne's grandfather, it turns out, was a leader of the Puritan church, and He was one of the judges in the Salem Witch Trials that executed 50 people for being witches. And Hawthorne does some more digging on his grandfather and finds out that this guy was the dirtiest of old men, that he seduced, well, seduced is maybe the wrong word. He had sex clearly against the will of these young women. He had sex with young women and impregnated them and then supervised the murder of their babies so it wouldn't be discovered that he had impregnated these young women. So Hawthorne writes a book called Young Goodman Brown. It's a short story, and I recommend it, in which there's this young idealistic guy, Puritan, who wakes up one morning and kisses his lovely wife goodbye and goes off for a walk in the woods. And in In the course of the story, he discovers that every single person that he respected and admired and upheld as a paragon of virtue and and holiness were all, in fact, devil
9: worshippers and were all on their way to a meeting of
0: devil worshippers. And that's how Hawthorne felt. And my point is that he found out who his ancestors were and he was ashamed of them and he wrote books about it in order to, um, I think, probably to a large extent, in an attempt to expunge the guilt that he felt about the terrible crimes that have been committed by his grandfather and probably other of his relatives. Yeah. Mark Twain is another interesting character. And I assume we have limited time, and it's a very interesting story that I won't go completely into depth about. But he wrote Huckleberry Finn, right? And in the story of Huckleberry Finn, you got a young man who's brought up to respect the judge and to respect you know the wealthy and respectable people in this town. And in the, in the course of his education, he discovers that these guys are all... You know, the most horrible criminals that you can imagine, right? That is to say, kidnapping people and enslaving them and stealing their children from them and so on. And, you know, Twain is it. So That's autobiographical. Twain was brought up in a slave society. Everybody that around him owned slaves, and he was brought up to respect and admire them. And as an adult, he learned to not respect and admire them, but in fact to be ashamed of his history. My family's German. And you know, I was born in 1952. That's four years after World War II ended. And, you know, I grew up being taught to be ashamed of my German ancestry, or certainly the aspect of my German ancestry having to do with World War II and Hitler. And, you know, as it turns out, my family.
4: Yeah, we got one minute, John. I'm sorry? Yeah, we got one minute before the break. Go for it.
0: I can't hear what you're saying. You've got to yeah. turn the volume down.
4: Yeah, we have one minute to go, and then we want to get our, every, our Bill and, uh, Don to respond to, to what you're talking All right. about.
0: Well, you got a minute to go. Well, so my point is that, you know, if you, if you have a shameful history, you should be ashamed of it. And if, if somebody were to build a monument to Hitler, I wouldn't look back and say, oh, well, geez, my, you know, my family's German, and therefore I should, I should be offended when victims of the Holocaust or the survivors of victims of the Holocaust are just decent people who opposed the, you know, really horrible programs and the horrible events of Hitler and World War Two? and if they said, no, no, this is a terrible thing, it shouldn't be honored in any way, shape, or form, then we should bring it down. Well, you know, I, I don't know about anybody else, but I don't have a problem with that. And I think that, you know, if you have a shameful history, you're
12: supposed to be ashamed of your shameful history, and you're supposed to, ask, Hawthorne. Did you know that the license for the Pulse Club expired in 2013, that its legal occupancy was only 150? that if fifty had been killed and fifty-three wounded there should have been abandoned cars all over the place did you know that the dallas photograph of a series of officers behind a large wall was photoshopped that they had to increase the size of the wall to fit the officers in that they had orange blank adapters on their weapons Did you know that Hillary has used body doubles? One following her collapse at the 9-11 event was 2 inches shorter, weighed 35 to 40 pounds less, and looked at least 10 years younger. A Meg Ryan type. A second on the plane to Greensboro was taller and slimmer, and looked more like Meryl Streep. We prove it all. Don't let yourself be played. Check out From Orlando to Dallas and Beyond. Hi, this is Gary King, and if you're interested in the book, From Orlando
4: to Dallas and Beyond, then all of my contact information is at PatriotRadioBooks.com. There's a new bookstore in town, PatriotRadioBooks.com. All right, welcome back to Battle of New Orleans Radio. My co-host tonight is Phil the Patriot. We've got also three guests on at one time. We've got John Hankey. Don Fox and Bill Fink. Now you've just um, heard what Don uh, John Hankey had to say. So go ahead and respond to that, Don, and then we're going to let uh, uh, Mister Fink round it out for the hour.
3: Okay, uh, John, obviously there uh, was was defending the biggest Jewish lie ever perpetrated on the planet in the Holocaust hoax. Um, but yeah, I'm looking here at uh, the Jewish World Al- Almanac. They quote the. Uh, The Jewish population on the planet in 1933 is being 15,315,000. And in 1948, it's 15,753,000. So if 6 million Jews died, how did their population go up? (laughs) Now, obviously, the the Holocaust is a big lie and a scam. Uh, Hitler didn't, Hitler's biggest crime was defending the German people from the the Jewish bankers. That's the same meat grinder we're getting stuck in now. You ask any German today, I bet, uh, or if you had a poll, I bet 80% of them would vote for Hitler over Merkel. Do you think Hitler would open the borders up and get flooded by these, uh, you know, immigrants? Uh, um, (laughs) Hey, John. Now, what's going on with these monuments? Just one quick thing. Okay, these monuments, what this is, this is an attempt not to, this is an attempt just to demonize white people. This is what this is. They're trying to remove us from the history books. Uh, saying that you know Andrew Jackson was a racist or this guy was a racist, <laughs> when in reality uh, it, it's the Jews that are trying to exterminate us and eliminate us from the history
4: books. All right, go ahead, Bill. And so then we're going to so let uh, John. No. Yeah, we're, go ahead, Bill. We're going to let John uh, defend himself. And as soon as you get with we'll go through your comment, go ahead.
5: Well, well Don is absolutely correct. Mister Hankey has has been raised on sixty-five years of fake news. And he's accepted every bit of it. Adolf Hitler was a great man. There was no Holocaust. That's a whole line of crap. That whole thing is fake news. Adolf Hitler was defending German Christian civilization against exactly what we have today Jewish globalism and Jewish diversity. He wouldn't stand for it. He knew that the banks were trying to destroy the world, and he fought them.
4: John Hankey, talk to us.
5: Samuel Clemens, real quick, Daniel okay. Clemens should take a walk through Detroit today because if he walked through Detroit today at 2 a.m., he sure as hell wouldn't feel the way he felt before they were freed or, or whenever he wrote in the late 19th
4: century. John Hankey, go ahead and talk to us, man.
0: What am I supposed to say, Gary? You got guys who, who say Hitler was a great guy. And, yep. you know, I've only studied history. I've only studied history all my life. I think I think I, I, I That's why I have you on, man. I consider myself expert about what fake news is, but you know anybody can say anything that they want. And, and, and Jesus Louise, it's just um, it it's extraordinary. The, the, I'd like to invite both of your guests. If you go on to online to Google, there's an article from a 1942. Oh, oh,
4: yeah, that's real good. Hang on, yeah, you don't. Me. Yeah, Excuse Got to get along. We got to get along. Go ahead
0: the article is called i was hitler's boss it was published in 1942 in the new york times and it was written by this the german army intelligence officer who's who recruited hitler who trained him to give speeches who trained him in anti-semitism and who sent him to organize the nazi party anyway it's it, you, you guys don't know anything about history i mean i'm you know this stuff I left it out of my presentation, but the first thing I did was I researched this stuff, right? And I read Rise and Fall of the Third Reich when I was in the seventh grade, and it's a total piece of crap. Okay, and I, I can explain to you why it's a total piece of crap. But, you know, I'm not one of these people who swallows fake news. I'm one of these people who digs and digs and digs and digs and digs and digs. So you get down to some fair facts that you can get your hands on. But, you know, what am I going to do with it? It's just sh- I'm. I'm afraid you're. You're facts, right out of New York Times. Happy member, happy flag waving members of the
4: Nazi party. Well, what are you going to do? You know, people disagree. Well, that uh, that's one thing that I admire about you, John Hankey. You are not afraid to disagree with people, and a lot of times I have disagreed with you, only to find out I was wrong in the end. So, all right, look, we're going to go to a couple of callers, and um, we hope it's about the monuments. So go ahead, Renee's been around the longest, and then we'll go to you, Ted. And then um, at the hour, we'll have Jim Jim Fetzer and also DC Dave on tonight, as well as Larry Rivera. Yeah, we've got Hello. two minutes. Go ahead, Renee.
11: Well, I've enjoyed uh, John Hanky. Um, I want to look into his work. You know, um, I, you know, some people are just so obsessed with the Jews. I told y'all last week to look into the British. Israelism, okay? Y'all so worry about the Jews and their bloodlines and their, their their entitlement to rule and God's chosen people, but they are Christians who have this same attitude. They're flying under the radar. You probably don't know about them. They're, they plan on taking over by stealth. And they are—they believe that they are God's chosen people. That God gave the earth to them, for the United States and, and the world. And and um, by bloodline, that, that that the white man is or the or the white the, the British people are the true Israelites. Okay. So let me tell you, look into this. I know people think I'm crazy. Okay, but if you start looking into this it gets real scary and their numbers are way larger than the juicy i agree with anthony Sutton probably in his book wall street and the bolshevik revolution in the appendix down when you scroll down it's free online i think it's at Voltaire dot okay we
4: gotta hold that thought i right, look we're gonna bring you back because i'm sure that i uh, i guess we're gonna go one more segment with them because i know they want to respond to what you had to say we love you, Renee, and we'll be right back it's- this is Battle of New Orleans Radio, and what do you have to say on the way out, Phil?
1: God bless America, and God right. bless the monuments.
4: All right, we'll be right back. We've got a hard break.
8: Battle of New Orleans Radio, with your hosts, Nathan Lawrence,
3: Caleb Hitt, and Goyle, on 990 WGSO. 10-18.
7: 14,
1: we took little trip along with Colonel Jackson. Hey, good evening, trip. brother and we sister, Christian American Patriots, we hostages. We Welcome them. to the second hour of the Battle of New Orleans. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, I was out there by the Robert Lee statue, the Beauregard statue, and the Jefferson Davis statue, and the Liberty Monument. I can tell you right now, the media is guilty of all kinds of fake news and propaganda. They've literally condensed hundreds of thousands of pictures and photos and films to make it look like we're the evil people. But I can guarantee you right now, brothers and sisters, I know. I've seen goose stepping Nazis before and flag burning, you know, anti-patriots and Ku Klux Klan people burning, burning crosses and all i did not see any of that in any of those places they're lying to you they're painting a picture in your minds to make you hate each other so wake up
4: all right phil the man all right uh bill um we were going to let you respond to renee and then don's going to do it and then we're going to let renee have her final say and then we've got to clear out some phone lines because we've got more guests to follow go ahead
5: well well all i'm going to say is i wish we'd talk about the monuments i would think a school teacher could could stay on subject for an hour, but yet you know the New York Times is fake news. it 's been fake news for a hundred years. it 's pushing the same agenda that the Jews of New York used to get Franklin Roosevelt elected and pull America into the war against Germany to destroy Germany, because Hitler threw the Jews out of Germany. Now, as far as Renee Ren- 's concerned, Anthony Sutton is, is connected with MI5 and British intelligence. We can 't expect the truth from him either. That these people have to really scope out their sources before they start swallowing fairy tales as history.
13: Don,
11: well, you know, go I ahead, Renee. I think, the thing, can I speak, please?
4: The yes, thing you is,
11: can. you know, um, that was a disrespectful thing to say. The thing is, because actually, Anthony Sutton. Kind of blamed his own kind, which people generally don't do, because um, actually he said with the Bolshevik Revolution he felt that they took advantage of anti-Semitism to blame the Jewish bankers when actually it was the Goy bankers who did it. You have and listen to this. We have to either admit to being idiots, okay? At the beginning of this country, there was a thousand wasp for every one Jew. Now, the Catholics were held, they were they were oppressed and held out of power. There's a lot of ca- stuff Catholics did wrong in the world, but in this country, they bear very little responsibility. The wasps outnumbered the Jews a thousand to one. Now, I approached a Marine one time with this. I said, now, you do battle plans, huh? He goes, yeah, yeah. I said, if you... Were outnumbered, a thousand to one, in other words, you had a thousand people, and the other person had one, and they beat you, wouldn't you kind of have to admit to being an idiot? Now, that's basically, you're going to tell me that, see, I'm saying they work together, okay, they have worked together, and the thing is, but we we have this bias to want to blame those who are different than us, so it gives us this Blind spot and see that's why. I okay real quickly to renee you gotta, Catholic boys need to quit braiding your own rope by getting on the side of some of the people who don't like you
4: all right thank you renee you've uh, gotten your point across and we're going to let Don Fox respond to it then Bill Finks and then we're going to clear the phone lines and we're going to bring in Dr. Jim Fesser. we also have Larry Rivera and Raphael O'Neill will be coming up in the second hour so go ahead, Don.
3: Okay, look. If, if you're not talking about Jews in, you know, in these type of events, then you're really you're really way off base. You're not you're not talking about anything. Because
4: yeah, yeah see if we can keep it monument related. If we can somehow a little bit. Yeah.
3: yeah. Who do you yeah Who do you think is behind the monument removal? Okay, right now I'm reading an article on SPLCenter.org. You know, it's the Southern Poverty Law Center. Why the Confederate monuments in New Orleans must come down. So they were. Uh, splc lawyers were behind this removal of monuments and now who's behind the splc who who funds the splc renee go look that up is it a bunch of catholics and a bunch of protestants or is it jews bill and walter isaacson who runs the splc yeah go ahead bill the splc
5: is a jewish organization and walter isaacson who, 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 Nathan, Nathan Lawrenson has an excellent handle on this. I, I hope to talk to him on my own program on Saturday and here next week. But, but Walter Isaacson it is a Jew, a, 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 globalist and, and has been on your planning commission for several years now. And, and he's a big force behind a monument removal. And, and, and Renee has no clue about the, 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 the the development of, of of Jewish treachery, and and I agree with her that a lot of WASP bankers in England have been in on this as well. But those WASP bankers have been intermarrying with these Jews ever since the days of Disraeli, or or before that. England was undermined by the Jews when in the days of William III, and and when the um, Central Bank of England was founded, it it was already undermined. It was un- Cromwell was financed by Dutch Jews. It, it's I could go back and back and back and back, but we're not talking about the monuments that, which is the important thing to talk about here. Right.
4: Well, that's we're trying to keep it on track there. So, uh, all right. Well, um, any closing remarks, Mr. Fink uh, and, uh, Don. Well, well, no,
5: thank you for having me on and Godspeed.
4: All right. We really appreciate you being on our show and your opinion and Don Fox, what you got to say on the way out?
3: Thanks for having me on. And, uh, Have a good night, everybody, and um, go check out the SPLcenter.org if you want to see who's behind your monument removal.
4: (laughs) All right. That was Don Fox and Bill Finks. We very much appreciate that. All right, we're going to go to Ted in the Midwest. Talk to us about the monuments.
14: All right. Hey, thank you for having me on. This is Ted with uh, Caucasian Christian Communications. I wanted to say uh, kudos uh, to you and the others at the station for having the courage to have Bill and Don on the show. It is really an excellent show. I, I don't like the monument situation. The thing, uh, white people must understand that there really is no appeasing blacks, especially in the South. This is just the beginning, this monument stuff. In South Africa, in Zimbabwe, blacks are so incredibly stupid and genocidally racist against whites that they seize white farmers' property and murder and rape them as thanks. As a result, the entire continent is in famine, hunger, and disease. And this is what happens when you give blacks power over civilizations they don't create. White people need to wake up, search Colin Flaherty and Ken Daly on YouTube, and start reading Bill Bill Fink's website. White people need to get armed and take self-defense measures because today it's monuments. Tomorrow it's going to be your property, white man. Just look at Zimbabwe and South Africa. Thank you.
4: All right. Thank you, Ted.
1: All right. I just spoke a bunch of half-truth just now.
4: Okay. All right. Well, uh, Goyim, the uh, host of the show, go ahead and talk to us. I know you can't be here tonight, but I know you're here in spirit. And then we'll go to Joseph right after that.
15: Yeah, I'm going to say something, I'm going to listen to the rest of the show. I'm at work right now. You know, it looks like the Jefferson Davis Monument is coming down tonight. I know we've been saying that for a while, but it really does look official. I was able to get some intel from a uh, parent-teacher message from a principal uh, at a school nearby saying that it's definitely happening tonight. The NOPD told them to make sure that uh, they took the proper precautions, but they are going to be open tomorrow. Uh, You know, it looks like we lost this war. But I gotta give credit to Phil the Patriot, Gary, and everybody, Richie, and uh, you know, at the Kumbaya moment. We tried our best to clean the monuments and you know, for you know, ultimately, you know, it doesn't look like Lee or Burger is gonna survive. It's just really right. frustrating to see every um, attempt get thrown out. You know, Doctor Marksbury's come on our show so many times and Now his lawsuit got thrown out, you know, by this current Reese guy. It just seems like a total tyrannical situation. Very frustrating. I want to say one last thing, though, that was frustrating, and I think I've seen it lately at the Jefferson Davis Monument. It's where people are kind of turning on each other. You know, we're all there for the monument. Everybody's got different viewpoints, like the guy who just called in. You know, he's got a a viewpoint that's different than a lot of people. Maybe, you know, a lot of listeners don't agree with it. Some do. Uh that's what I saw, Gary. That's what I saw, Phil, the Patriot, and all the listeners um, Sunday. I know you guys saw it out there. You know, you had the white nationalists, the neo-Nazis on one side. Then you had the Confederates as another faction of the pro-monument group. And then you had kind of these Captain America-type guys running around. And all three of them were fighting with each other, Gary. I mean, you had the neo-Nazis talking about Zionism and stuff like that. And, and fighting with the Confederates, and the Confederates are like, no, 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 we support Israel no matter what. Y'all, y'all, y'all are crazy. And, and then the Captain America blogger types, the ones who are like like Baked Alaska and all these other people, yes, American Warrior, this and that, YouTube sensation is driving down to be a part of this, you know, sensationalized media, uh, you know, event, circus event. They come down here with their uh, armor on and, and American flags on their back and this and that, and, and they they don't want anything to do with those other two groups, Gary. I mean, you know, because they're not, per se, neo-Nazi types and they're not, uh, you know, Confederate types. And everybody was infighting. That was the disappointing part, that we're all there for the monument and we're infighting with each other. There's fights breaking out between the pro-monument factions, and I think that kind of sums up. Uh, ultimately, what happened? You know, well, I well, did you see any
4: anti-monument uh, factions there
15: at the at Lee? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. They, you know, they take them down. Nola group. Uh, they did come.
4: Didn't they march from uh, Congo Square?
15: Yeah. From... It, well, what happened was, myself and Nathan, we showed up at Congo. We still have some footage, but at this point, it's been a little bit demoralizing seeing Jefferson Davis coming down tonight. We have footage, uh, as, I mean, we could do another show or two about this stuff and all this stuff. We saw the social justice warriors, all the, uh, you know, uh, pre-recorded chants that they have, uh, pre-prepared, you know, for their walk. They kind of, they hired a, uh, DJ truck, um, to crank out music to make it turn it into like a block party. As a matter of fact, I think tonight, might in some ways have a lot of Antifa and or anti-monument factions there, Gary, mm-hmm. because they're bringing out floodlights. The floodlights are at Jefferson Davis right now. Um, the, it's definitely coming down tonight, if you could stay up that late to see it. Tonight's tonight, huh? Tonight's tonight, 2 to 3 o'clock, more than likely. It's definitely happening tonight. I do have to give credit to Arlene Barnum and uh Andrew Duncombe, you know, They got threatened a lot, and they came out there, and they supported the monuments. A lot of other people came from out of state. That's another final point I'll say, Gary, though. is As this whole thing went down, the Antifa group was predominantly from out of state, and the pro-monument group that's camping out by Jefferson Davis right now is predominantly from out of state.
4: There's there's no New New Orleanians. Asking for the minions to come down and um
15: Yeah, well we're apathetic. I mean they're social justice I mean they're keyboard warriors, they're on Facebook saying, Man, somebody's gotta do something about this But ultimately, I mean, Phil the Patriot, he's out there but a lot there's not that many locals out there. Myself, Nathan, we went out there you know, we're busy with work and kids and all that kind of stuff, and everybody's busy. That's their excuse. Yeah. But well, Phil was ultimately. saying that
4: uh, all they're getting out of it is great footage and beautiful pictures to make us all look like a bunch of Confederate idiots, right, Phil?
1: Exactly. They're taking literally hundreds of thousands of photos and film and condensing them down to try to make it look like we're a bunch of goose-stepping Nazis burning Confederate, flag- burning American flags and all kinds. of It's all a big used lie. And I can tell you what now I'm disappointed. You crime stoppers out there. You crime fighters out there. You victims and citizens against crime. You pro-life people. We're on the same side of the fence. There's strength in numbers. Come out there and show your patriotism. Amen.
4: All right. right, yeah, Listen, Phil. Yeah, we, we got 10 seconds. Out
15: there. I expect you to be out there tonight, Phil. Let us know how it goes. Gary, great job with the show. Caleb, and I'll talk to you all later.
4: All right. Battle of New Orleans. All right. Welcome back to Battle of New Orleans Radio. My name is Gary King. I'm the host of Patriot Radio New Orleans. Y'all remember that I got my start here at WGSO, and um, we've been rocking and rolling ever since. So we're hoping to hear from Nathan Lawrence. and we're going to go to um, – oh, actually, we have a, a guest tonight. His name is D.C. Dave. I'm going to introduce him. Then we're going to go to a caller, and then we'll um, – I just wanted to introduce everyone. So, uh, Dave, are you are you there? I am definitely here, yes. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome to WGSO. Um, we have a short segment coming up, so we're going to go ahead and go to the caller, and then after that we're going to go to you and discuss your viewpoint on these monuments and the takedown of all these monuments. So, so Joseph, go ahead, and um, we'll take your call Hello? now. Yeah, Hello? Yeah, go ahead, Joseph.
2: Okay. Uh One of the things I want to uh, try to find out about, I hope you all keep reporting on, uh, the, the takedown of these statues and monuments, uh, what will happen to the basis that these statues and monuments sit on? Are they just going to be, you know, uh, backhoe down, or bulldozed down, or will new, uh, new statues, statues new, new uh, monuments be put on top of these, the, the bases of these, uh,
4: um so what are we going to get, Bill Nye, the science guy, or something like that? I
1: think they put Lucifer and Satan in their places.
4: Yeah, <laughs> that, well, you might be closer than I
1: am. Well, here's
2: what we have to also understand. The two things I'll say as quick as I can go. Uh, first of all, what you're looking at, really, behind this whole thing, and I'm not trying to play play uh, play on words here, but internationalism or globalism is trumping, and I'm not trying to make a a play on words. Globalism is trumping nationalism. This kind, this goes right back to why Steve Scalise could not get an audit of the Federal Reserve banking system or the Federal Reserve Bank, and that is because international banks own the United States of America. The truth of the matter is, we are own lock, stock, and barrel by international or central banks of the world. We're not an independent or sovereign country anymore. Other forces outside of this country are really in control of the government of this country, which rules as a proxy of these forces that are in control of the United States of America. So, and this is an extension. Believe it or not, this, this thing with the Confederate monuments and statues is really an extension of why uh we are not in control of a, a simple thing like holding on to your old local statues and monuments of your history uh... It, it's that all powerful so uh the other thing is this, and that is uh in fact that movie at the, uh, Britannia about the Bilderberg uh thing uh the globalist that's very important to go see. I'll try to make that if I can. But the the one thing that's got to understand too is that a a boycott of New Orleans, not just between, let's say, Jefferson Parish and Orleans Parish, uh, that a boycott of Orleans, uh, uh, New Orleans, or uh, Orleans Parish
4: is underway. Has
2: to be statewide, and it's got to be nationwide, Mm -hmm. and I say international. There's got to be an international boycott. Against the was against doing business in the Wallens.
4: Yeah, we got one minute, point, one minute, uh, Joseph.
2: To the point where in the Wall-ins, in the future, it, it really doesn't exist anymore. The, the crippling and toppling, the, the, the pulling down of, of the is through a boycott has to get through uh, as the, as from now on, as our main goal. Uh, and of the fact that we can't hold on to our own history. Uh, that has to be the final historical chapter of New Orleans, a boycott that brought New Orleans down and, and wrote the final page in its
1: history. Brothers and sisters, we'll be back with D.C. Dave. If we don't stop them now, they're going to put up statues of Lucifer. Satan, Jezebel, and Judas, and maybe even Medusa. So
4: wake up. we also got a, a special guest. We've got Dr. Fetzer, and so we'll have D.C. Dave and Dr. Fetzer. We'll be right back. This is Battle of New Orleans Radio, WGSO 990 on your AM dial. All right, welcome back to Battle of New Orleans Radio. I'm sitting in tonight for Nathan Lawrenson and a man who goes by the name of Goyum. All right, we also have a... One of the first bloggers and a very famous man, his name is Dave Martin. I want to go ahead and get your opinion on what's going on with the removal of the historical monuments from the Confederacy. And we also have Jim is going to be right behind you, so you all actually be two guests on at the same time. But first, we want to go to you, Dave.
6: Well, uh, I'd say my my thoughts have evolved quite a bit on these Confederate monuments. You know, my father was a liberal Democrat. In North Carolina, uh, and, uh, the whole family tribal liberal democrats, I guess you would call them. Uh, I think the reason for it was that, uh, his mother outlived his father by a very long time. His, his mother's father served in the carpetbag government in Raleigh after the Civil War and, uh, He fled into the mountains to avoid service because they they were in a county, uh, that didn't have any slaves at all to speak of, foothills in North Carolina. And, uh, they were very, very, uh, torn over, you know, over the secession from, from the Union. But my father's father died young. Well, my father was the last of nine children and his father was dead before Daddy knew him, but his father served with Lee and was captured twice. <laughs> and uh, and so had he lived longer, I think he would have had more influence on on the Martin family, and they might have been a little. Uh, I might have had a different view growing up of it. The statue, when we used to go into Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, where we lived in a small town outside it, there was, there was a, there is a, a big statue that honors the uh, soldiers that fought for the Confederacy. And I thought, well, you know, since it was all about slavery that I was told, you know, that maybe that's not a good idea to have that statue there. But I've since come to study the situation on my own and Realized, you know, it's all about what what the war between the states was about, and and uh, all of the secession, the slavery might have had a, a, a lot to do with it, but even that, you know, the major economic differences, but the the war was, was about the self determination of the states, and uh, so that's what it was about, you know, the people who fought were are, are heroes defending the the, the the their people and uh I have a very different view of that statue outside of Rocky Mountain now, uh North Carolina because uh, you know they 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 included the people like my great grandfather uh who, who were not fighting for slavery they were fighting for North Carolina Wow, well, and, and and you know, and that's what most of what Lee was fighting for. He was fighting for Virginia.
4: Just amazing. All right, let's bring up Dr. Fester and, and uh, let's get his take on it. And y'all can uh, talk together and feel free to bounce off of each other. But before we do that, real quick, I want to talk to Caleb Hit. Look, you've been doing a lot of great editing and video about what's happening at the uh, Lee, uh, Robert e. Lee Monument and as well as the Jefferson Davis. And I, I really have to say that Battle of New Orleans is on top of the monument issue, like no, like no one else, no doubt about it. So tell us how people can find out about it, Caleb.
7: Yeah, just go uh, to the Battle NOLA Radio YouTube channel. And there we have uh, uploads of all of our live radio broadcasts, of course, including... Uh, special supplement of videos. Uh, I, I interviewed, uh, Goyim, uh, two days ago about everything he saw at, uh, Lee Circle and kind of, he kind of gave a full backdrop of everything that was going on. Yeah, on location. It ex-
4: yeah, it was on location. On location. Yeah.
7: Right. So I think he's probably a little bit more exhaustive what he was able to share, um, a little bit ago, but, um, so go check that out. What really happened at Robert E. Lee Circle May 7th? Uh, also, wrote an article and included a video uh, at uh, the thedailyresistance.com. Uh, NOLA Monument chronicles what really happened at Robert E. Lee's Circle May 7th, but there's also other videos. Um, uh, what, some of the ones that's been uh, taken off is, did NOPD and Antifog coordinate the attack on monument supporters? Now, this is actually when a, a two-minute clip of when VJ. Uh, called in last week, uh, talking about how uh, talking about that. So that's a very mm-hmm. important
9: video, video for people yeah. to go
7: check out. Yeah. Um, also, there's one, but there's other videos people can go check out there as well, and, and that are also included in that article. One very important thing I need to mention real quick: uh, there is a bulletin that has gone out to uh, parents and guardians of the school near the uh, Jefferson Davis monuments. Uh, sent out by the school principal, uh, Patricia Perkins, and it states, I have just talked with New Orleans Police Department, Chief of Police Harrison, who informed me that the monument at Jeff Davis in Canal will be taken down after midnight tonight. So Jeff Davis tonight?
4: That's the second time we've heard that. It's just amazing.
7: Correct. He advised me... To not cancel school tomorrow, Thursday, May 11th, but to inform parents that Canal Street will be blocked off from all corners. Parents should enter and exit the campus from Bank Street. For safety and security, please, this is what the bulletin says. For safety and security, please do not post this on social media because doing so may attract more protesters.
4: Just amazing. Uh, It needs to be posted then for sure so dr Fetzer, what's your thoughts on all this
16: well gary it's all uh, profoundly uh, disturbing because uh new orleans had such a distinctive role in american history in particular in relation to the confederacy these monuments these statues and memorials are fascinating they draw many many visitors to new orleans taking them down is going to have a powerful effect on tourism in new orleans it's uh disgrace to destroy the history of that very distinctive city. I'm reminded of the role of the Taliban back in uh, March of 2001 when they destroyed 1,700-year-old sandstone statues of the Buddha because they thought they were somehow uh, unacceptable. This is political correctness run amok, and I think your mayor has disgraced the city and the dignity of New Orleans, and I condemn it completely, 100%.
4: Yeah, he's running for president now. Yeah, yeah
13: he, He's a whore. He's a, this, this is Nathan Lawrence and uh, Dr. Fetzer. Man, he's a damn whore. He's whored himself out to all these internationalists. I hope he's listening. Mitch Landrew. you're a whore, okay? Stop yeah, spreading yeah. your legs. A- a- and close your legs, and let's save these monuments, you damn whore. Go ahead, Dr. Fetzer.
16: Well, the residents of the city ought to think about what this is doing to the reputation, the charm, and the interest of the environment. I mean, many come there precisely because of the unique historic role played by New Orleans, where these statues and figures, I mean, many of them are just... Not only you know magnificent in terms of their aesthetics, their design, they're so well sculpted and so forth, but they represent significant historical figures and events in the history of the nation. And this is a kind of self-immolation in my opinion. This is very destructive to the best interest of New Orleans, and I think the mayor ought to be condemned that he is not acting in the interests of the city apparently promoting himself for higher office but any way you cut it it's a complete disgrace
13: well, well, do, dr. Fetzer I don't understand how they can remove these monuments and then give them to private donors to Mitch Landrew I, I just I I don't understand I, I don't understand how this is allotted the, you know these statues aren't owned by the the Landrew crime family I, I don't understand I mean this is the complete I don't even have words to express what I'm feeling right now because, I mean, I'm just sick of it.
16: It sounds like a misappropriation of public property, that it, this is, uh, you know, probably an illegal act to make this kind of transfer. It's misuse of local federal and state sure.
1: funds. It's, it's malfeasance yes. in office. It's multiple ethics violations. This guy should be in jail with Nagin, with Jefferson, and Edwards just got out of jail. Brothers and sisters, we're under attack. Uh, This is a stealth domestic attack.
16: I think if uh, residents of New Orleans ponder the situation, they'll realize this is an act of defacing the community. It's taking historic monuments and icons and, and moving them, shifting them, or even destroying them, much to the detriment of history. Into the reputation, glamour, and charm of New Orleans. We need
1: more yeah. mimes, not less mimes. More mimes, not less mimes. Yeah. We need less crime and less corrupt people in office. All
4: right, D- uh, Dave, uh, go ahead and chime in on this. Well, don't no. talk
16: about it. I think you're covering all the bases.
4: Thank you was much yeah.
16: for giving me a chance to participate in the discussion. You're mm-hmm. fighting a good fight, and I wish you well.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's we got Dave best. Martin, uh, DC Dave, on the other line. So uh, go ahead and talk to us, Dave.
6: Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it reminds me a bit of the French Revolution too. You know, I've toured France and seen a lot of the the defacing of the churches that went on during the French Revolution, and you still you can you can see a lot of beheaded statues uh, on the, the fronts of cathedrals from the you know the madness that went on during the French Revolution. You know, and, and it's kind of like uh, the red, reminiscent of the Red Guards in Mao's China. What, yes. what from from the description that I hear, I really wasn't familiar with what's going on down in New Orleans. Yeah, uh,
4: they've yeah. taken one the Liberty Monument down already. From what we understand, the Jefferson Davis Monument is going down tonight. And now, uh, wow. actually, uh, Nathan showed me a picture of a car. It looked like a nineteen twenties automobile. And there's the Robert E. Lee, uh, or Lee Circle statue right there. It's been there for so long. We can uh, barely, over 100 years. Yeah, well over 100 years. So it's just amazing. Mm. So, uh, any uh, final well, thoughts on that, Dave, before we let you go? Well, the
6: whole, the whole movement against the Confederacy seems to be orchestrated. It goes back to that incident in, in, uh, Charleston. Yeah, uh, and, I, and I have an essay on it called uh, "Jared Taylor and Dylan Roof" or "Dylan Roof and Jared Taylor."
4: Yeah, give us your website, It's dot correct?
6: dcdave. dot com. Look for my essay, Dylan Roof and Jared Taylor.
4: Yeah, uh, yeah. About- our mayor cited that several times that if wouldn't be for the Dylan Roof shooting, we wouldn't have to do all this, and we know about that. And it's a great article; I've read it already.
6: Okay. Yeah. And on the Civil War, look at the Mank- Mankin and Moore on Lincoln's speech. <laughs> that's, uh, that's also on my website. And I, I absolutely dissect, the, starting with the famous first line, of Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation. Blah, blah, blah. Well, they didn't. That was 1776. You know, they were fighting to secede from the British Empire. They were were, the thirteen colonies had no interest at that point in creating a consolidated nation, which was exactly what the the war between the states was about.
4: About consolidating the nation.
6: Well, yeah, keeping it consolidated, Mm -hmm. which is not what. Hey,
13: D.C. Dave, D.C. Dave, we're out of time. appreciate you. Go okay. to dcdave.com. Thank you. Battle of New Orleans Radio, right here on 990 AM WGSO. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. You're listening to Battle of New Orleans Radio, right here. You have, right here on WGSO, home of the First Amendment. This is the front row, front row of the resistance of the revolution that is taking place right in front of our face, man, you know, it's time you get active. It's time you get off your couch. It's time you take that apathy and flush it right down the toilet. It's time. Look, come join everybody at the Jefferson Davis Monument. Uh, come stand with the monument. You know, it's about supporting history at this point. You know, this whore mayor, and I'm going to keep calling this damn mayor a whore because that's what he is. This whore mayor is now trying to swindle Jazzland. You've got a mayoral candidate, Mr. Frank Skerlock, who's had a a business plan for seven years and over $2 billion investment with Jazzland. You know, now they won't go forward with that, so the the whore Landrew can do backdoor deals and, you know, consolidate and use the property as he sees fit. So... You know, it's more New Orleans politics at its best. But let's take companies' phone. We have two phone calls left. We have Chaplin. How you doing, Chaplin? Welcome to the broadcast. Hey,
8: how are you doing? It's Chaplin. Hi, McHenry. uh... And I've also got through police monitors that they're going to go. They're going to go for the uh, you know Jeff Davis Monument tonight. uh... This is my background in this. I, I started this 25 years ago when we fought for the Liberty Monument against overwhelming odds. Nobody thought we could do it, and we got it put back up. I got involved with it because my great-grandfather, John McHenry, Governor John McHenry, was the uh, governor and the commander-in-chief for the Battle of Liberty Place. And the man about whom you have just spoken, that that vile prostitute of a man, has uh, lied and lied and lied about that event, along with uh, the whole rest of the story of the Confederacy. Uh, the, he claimed that the White League was a bunch of white supremacists because they hated integration. Well, let's see, was there integration in the, in the Louisiana legislature? No, it was 100% black. We're talking about black supremacy, not white supremacy. The conditions in New Orleans were so deplorable that the whole, most of the city rose up to finally throw off the, the cruel yoke of carpetbagism. And it, About the only integrated organization at the time, which which represented about over 40 nations and ethnicities, with the largest group being the black group, the African group, was of all things the White League. The White League was the only integrated unit or organization at the time. It was a legally formed militia. Militias are legal in America. They're in the Constitution. You can go create one right now. They formed it to oppose an, a, a militia formed a, a few weeks before called the Black League that said it was going to go through the city, kick in doors, and, and, and steal and take whatever they wanted, in opposition to my, my great-grandfather, whom they hated just like they hate Trump right now, uh, because he had won ele- an election, certified by the federal government, a landslide. Finally, everybody in Louisiana could vote, and there was no way the corporate baggers could stay, because they were using the blacks... Uh, unwittingly, they, they, you know, many of the black people didn't understand really, and they were easy to use. Hey, 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 cha- so they were using them, and they were, but finally the black people were even waking up, because they were suffering more than anybody at hey,
13: the hands hey, of the corporate hey, 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 Chaplain, we have to, man, that's a great call, great point, we have to go to the next call, because we're running out of time. Mr. Snowball, welcome to the broadcast.
11: Oh, he's much more important than I am, and what he's saying is absolutely right on. <laughs> um but as usual, feel a patriotic nailed it right on the head um it'd be hard for president quote-unquote mitch the twitch
1: to quote-unquote rule from prison
13: man we need to make that happen he needs to wear prison stripes he needs
1: to go to jail just like nagin just like jeffson just like which he's guilty of ethics violations Miss, you said your local, state, and federal funds. It's more than ethics; still, it's it's breaking the law. He, he's a crook. He's, he's trying a... to start a civil and race war in our country. He succeeded at a certain yeah. point. Yeah, um,
11: Mitch has hurt all of us on several fronts, and Nagin didn't hurt me. I don't know anybody who uh, Nagin did hurt. Beg he for went Negan. Jail and, and I beg to and Mitch.
13: I beg for Nagin back.
4: I remember saying that we'll beg for the day that we had Ray Nagin here who's just willing to make a couple of deals on countertops as opposed to selling us down the river. I'd
11: rather
4: rather Nagin make deals on
13: countertops than, you know, Landrew making deals underneath the tabletop.
4: (laughs) Come out of
1: your comfort uh, zones now before it's too late. Defend the Jefferson Davis monument because all you monuments in every state of the union are next.
13: Alright.
7: Well, thanks you guys. Appreciate it.
13: Thank you, Mr. Snowball. We always appreciate you. God bless. Caleb, you got anything?
7: Yeah. If, uh, anybody wish to got contact us? Uh, anybody wish to contact us? Uh, email at battlenola at gmail.com.
13: Appreciate that, Caleb. Battlenola at gmail.com. You got any, any inside scoops? You can call me directly at 985-640-8822. Gary Phil, BJ, Caleb, Everybody that that, uh, ran the broadcast tonight, y'all did a terrific job.
12: God
1: bless America. God bless
13: the
12: monuments. Did you know that Sandy Hook was a staged event where no children died? That the school had been closed since 2008 and there were no children there? Thirteen experts, including six Ph.D., current or retired college professors, proved that it was a two-day FEMA drill presented to the public as a real event. We even have the manual. There was a rehearsal on the 13th going live on the 14th. Some participants became confused and put up donation sites the day before. Even the shooter was recorded as dying before the event. You have been played by Eric Holder and Barack Obama to confiscate your guns. Don't let yourself be played. Nobody died at Sandy Hook.
4: If you're interested in the book described by Dr. James H. Spetzer, then contact me. My name is Gary King. I live in New Orleans, and my number is 504-298-6791 if you'd like to come by the bookstore. Or you can go online at patriotradiobooks.com. That's patriotradiobooks.com.